0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our wrestling podcast So without further ado The following podcast is scheduled for one fall And today's topic, when wrestling gets real too There go. All right,
1: welcome to the owp this is our wrestling podcast this is dave along with jess
2: um actually can you call me by my birth name please no <laughs> and cuz <'cause. laughs> don't bury us this time bud huh
1: No, it's the best part. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, Wrestling Gets Real Part 2. You know, I I, I know we're getting some feedback on wrestling getting real. And I got to tell you, I had so much fun with it. I know I talked about Tenta like I was talking about I don't know, one of the greatest wrestlers ever, but it was the coolest <laughs> thing, watching watching Tenta want to kick someone's ass. So I think we all felt that we had to do it again. Um, and we're going to talk about some different points of wrestling getting real, some a little more comical than others, and some um, could have been pretty embarrassing if they'd gone any further. First of all, Cuz, what did you think about wrestling getting real the first Fucking time we great. pushed oh, it?
0: That, Like I said before, uh, on the last... Uh on the first episode of the Dark Match Sessions that I said I liked uh, the Scissor Story. and the, or Sorry, the, the, I was going to say the Psycho Scissor Story. The Get, Wrestling Gets Real and the Ultimate Warrior episode were my two favorites. So, yeah, it was one of my favorite episodes, especially, like we said, the Scissor Story with the freaking Two Cold Scorpio music and everything and just the way that flowed. That, that was one of my favorite episodes and the way it sounded as well. I, I love all the Wrestling Gets Real stories. Me and Crystal love to watch uh, compilations of, you know, when wrestling gets real on footage, whether it's wrestlers with fans or something breaking down in the ring between the performers themselves. So yeah, I've always loved that topic.
1: Yeah. Well, coach, you got lost there for a second, but I'm glad you found your (laughs) way back. Way to go. (laughs) Nice. Nice recovery, bud. Uh, Stuck the landing, brother. Um, But anyway, (laughs) uh, Jess, what is your opinion on
2: wrestling getting real part one? Um, I have one phrase to say. And it's <laughs>
0: everybody
2: go to Gold Scorpio. Yes. That's right. That that's my favorite section. The Scissor Story. I mean, I like the whole episode. I'll I'll give it its props. But the goddamn Scissor Story. Oh man, like it's just still my favorite. And I think we did a good job with it. And uh, like I said in the um, first Dark Episode uh, podcast, that uh, I'll put it up against that that story, that ten or fifteen minute whatever block of time that took. I'll put it up against anybody, any other podcast that's my statement.
1: (laughs) I love it. And that was one of the best parts uh, about that. uh, That episode was the very, you know, it was free flowing. It was a lot of fun, had a lot of giggles. Um, And uh, you know, all I can do is get worse, but anyway, I'm just kidding. Not really. Let's just jump jump right into it, guys. I got to talk about um, this one. This one's a little funnier than most, uh, you know, to a point because we're talking about Andre. Andre is the best. Um, And he's, (laughs) Every time I see this video, man, I just start cracking up. But I'm talking about Andre versus um, Akita Maeda. It's May 26, 1986. Everyone knows Andre the Giant, wrestling fan or not. Uh, Maeda is actually a Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer, for those of you that don't know that. But he was also known. Who for cares? Churning... I'm sorry. I got something yeah, in my throat. I know. Was also known for turning matches into actual. He's Japanese. Prizes. Big surprise. Yeah, he was kind of an asshole. Um, he was, <laughs> even though he caused a lot of shoot. No, that's not why I said together. he was Japanese. Jesus Christ, yeah. Dave,
2: you're trying well, to. Be not, shot? Because,
1: not because he was Japanese, <laughs> was but because he wrestling did a Japanese style wrestling for Japanese matches and, he and stuff in like shoot fights. And I'm going to send you back over you. So. <laughs>
2: well, I'm just saying. Um, you painted me as a racist.
1: No, I said, I said because he comes from that style basically is what I was trying to say, that he turned a lot of wrestling matches into shoot fights and he was kind of a dick, you know Japanese or not. So but what I'm saying is Maeda wasn't the one to start this fight. Okay um, we all know that Andre was quite into the imbibement of alcohol. Are we not? He was very well known for this, right? And uh, all I gotta say is um, I don't think Andre was really prepared for this match I don't think Andre was particularly uh, sober for this match, and when I say that, I think Andre and Jess, you've talked about this. I think Andre always went to the match with at least a bottle of wine in him. I think that was pretty standard, but I think he he overdid it a little bit here. Uh, Andre takes head into a weird takedown to start the match. You know, just kind of using his weight to do it. Almost kind of falls on him, and it just gets weirder from there. He wobbled around the drink. He looked dazed. He really he looked drunk. Like you never saw Andre. It was very hard to get Andre drunk. We know the drinking stories of Andre are legendary, but while Maeda tried to get the match going, Andre continues to stay back, kind of <laughs> teetering in the... <laughs> Sorry, I just laugh so hard when I think of this. He's kind of teetering back and forth in the match. And it forces the promoter, Antonio Anoki, who was also part of our uh, Wrestling Getting Real Part 1, by the way, where he kicked a guy almost to death... Um, you know, go look that up. It's it's interesting. Um, he's booking at this point. He comes down to ringside, he tries to talk with both wrestlers to get them to get on the same page, but just it doesn't work. Andre continues to work. He's laying on his back at this point. Maeda's leg kicks to his leg are getting tougher and tougher. Like he's probably gonna bruise Andre pretty bad. Um, and he gets you know, gets you know, gets up. I'm sorry, you know, Andre was already up, excuse me. He forces a single leg tank down and he he's uh, Andre's just like pin me. You know, yeah, just you pin me, just I know end what it. it is. Like, like I don't, I don't want to finish her. I don't want to get back up. Just pin me, and I, I want to get out of here. And instead, that that match just ends up as a huge non-finish and just a huge freaking mess. Jess, do you remember this? What do you, what is your take on this? And because uh, I'd love to know if you, if you saw this match before.
0: I've seen the, <clears throat> I've just seen the video. I, I haven't watched the whole match. I've seen just the video, the clips of, you know and it all goes down. So uh-huh. Oh, you've seen the aftermath of it. Yeah, I basically, yeah. I've basically just seen the uh the shoot fight, if you will.
1: Yeah, that's really where it comes from because really there was no match. I mean, nothing really happened. There was one takedown by Andre and it was kind of more of him falling on him. So you probably
2: didn't miss much. So okay, wait a minute. So there <laughs> yeah, so, we go. <laughs> so Antonio Inoki like came out there and tried to like like he yeah, tried to talk him into
1: working. Yeah, I swear to so, God.
2: So was it? Isn't it Gallows the big the big one? Uh, Gallows. Yeah, they, Gallows. Did you see uh, that? In, wasn't there a match with him versus someone in Japan where Inoki came out and he started shaking? The rails? He's all bullshit. Like he pretty much told him to go home. Did you see that, Cuz? Uh, no. No,
1: no, I've never seen that.
2: There is a there's a thing online. Apparently, Inoki has a habit of this, where he went out there and like the match was shitty, and it was gal <laughs> it was it was gallows versus yeah it was gallows versus uh, I don't remember who the guy was. Fuck. No way. And they were in Japan, and so obviously Inoki come he comes out and he's just like yelling at them in Japanese, like pretty much like your shit sucks, and he starts like shaking the guardrail like bullshit bullshit like tell him to go home basically end it. They end it or whatever, and he gets pissed. I wow. swear it's it's a fucking thing online. And like, and oh, so he shit. has a habit, apparently, of just coming out going like, enough, like, just I, I wish I could do that in certain things in life. Like, just when something's not going my way, I could just come out and just be like, you fucking stop it. And then people just stop. And then everybody goes back to doing what I would want them to do. Like, but that's what he does. I think he has a history of that, where he the walks out. Is, I mean, in this um, situation, I think that he had a good case to go out and be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's happening here right now? Like, So I understand it. But I think there's another. I think he has a history of this, which is fine if he's trying to steer the ship right. But like, yeah, like uh, I so Andre, Are you saying it's, a,
1: it's an irate Antonio Noki shoot stops a shitty match between Doc Gallows and Sylvester Turkey? Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> Did you find it? I, I found. Oh, Sylvester oh, yeah. was, was he in WWE for a while? Who was it again?
0: Sylvester, the guy that he fought Gallows.
2: Maybe, maybe I he, think was, he was I like I a shoot remember. fighter
0: in like shoot fighter gimmick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but either way, <laughs> they put on such a shit fest that like, <laughs> there's been tons of shitty matches in the world in the history of pro wrestling and that match made Noki go enough and just get up and fucking go out there <laughs> bullshit bullshit and he fucking <laughs> stopped like what the fuck like it had to be I didn't it just shows like the last couple minutes of the match so I I don't know where maybe you can find the full match I haven't tried but like <laughs> the match was so bad I know we're not even talking about that match at this point I just it made me think of it because Dave said Noki comes down and apparently <laughs> He's just like that. I'm getting up. Like he just doesn't fucking like care about like breaking character and like that. He's just gonna walk out. And when I see shit I don't like, I'm fucking walking out there. And I'm gonna tell some people about it. And he fucking goes. Well, they there. said you
1: hear you hear Gorilla doing that in fucking it's independent awful, promotions. Huh? Go home.
2: But maybe yeah. Or you hear the whole thing that we talked about Vince when uh, Flair and Savage did that one match when Flair won the title back, but Savage's yeah. heart wasn't in it. And then Vince cuts him off the curtain. But at least Vince was at the curtain. He didn't go out in the rain. I go, fucking stop this shit. <laughs> Fuck. Like he didn't do that. He was behind the curtain, going, "You fuck, you're worthless. You guys are dead to me." Like, and then he told him to go back out there. But like, these are cases of where noki's like, "I'm going out there. Like, and no one's gonna stop him because he's Antonio sure. in noki So it's just like, sh- I mean, maybe one person's like, are "You sure that's what you want to do, boss?" And he's like, "I'm fucking sure as shit." And he goes out there. And I mean, in this case, does-
1: it sounds like for you know, for one thing, that if he didn't go out there, nothing would have happened. They would have had to well, do something yeah. to stop. him. and there was it. no it earpieces,
2: stopped. right? Yeah. Right, and there was no earpieces for refs. So it's like somebody could say, like, hey, stop the match, you know? So he had to walk out there, even though he could have fucking told anybody, another referee, anybody, to a fucking security guard to walk out there and be like, tell him to go home. But instead he's like, no, and he just fucking goes out there. And it's kind of racist, the voice I'm making to copy him. Yes, but uh, that's how he sounds in my head. Because he doesn't speak English that well. That's all I'm saying. And, so, and
1: speaking of stuff in your head, Jess, you yeah. say that Vince didn't go out to the ring and, and shit show on it and go, God damn it. But I can tell you right now, that's exactly what's in my head about that match. Well, no he, and I Vince watched. probably I envisioned did. Vince walking down yeah. there with a stick of his ass and telling him to redo the match in front of everybody. Fucking do it over.
2: Like, yeah, and maybe he did. You never know. A house no, show I'm, it I'm, just, I, I'm sure it didn't happen, but
1: that's just what's in my mind.
2: So <laughs> yeah. Anytime you hear a promoter walking out, I just hear Vince like fucking. yes, yeah, sticking. <laughs> God damn it's not the way I told you to do it! Oh,
1: It's so good, so good. But anyway, back
2: to this match because I know we got off. But yeah, if no, no worries, I guess, no it goes back to the fact that like if Andre wants to do something, like he's gonna fucking do it. Yeah. I think, and it's, if it's he doesn't, funny. he's not. It's not funny because he's a big giant, like, and he could really hurt someone if he's not yeah. in control of himself. But at the same time, he never did. As far as I know, he never hurt anybody or anything like that. And he sure, probably wrestled right. drunk. I would say if I had to put a percentage on um, it, about seventy five percent of the time. And so like and that's a lot. Like, you know, like I'm sure when he's young, he's like, No drugs for me, no beer for me. And then after he realized like, oh I'm fucking I have giantism. Oh, I'm gonna fucking die early. Fucking drink if well, you got and, him, like so I'm he, a ton yeah. Of
1: pain. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And he's just like, fuck you guys. But yeah, and they're really in pain pills weren't necessarily fucking everywhere in the seventies or whatever in eighties. So he was just like glugity glug, like, you know. So that's just what he yeah. chose to do. But yeah, this one's really funny. If you get a chance to go on YouTube and find this, it's it's on there, right, Dave?
1: yeah, yeah you'll find her on youtube god it's, damn it like it's, it's interesting
2: <laughs> just <So>. like <laughs> coming out. it puts a perfect bow on that present it's just like this is so, happening and you're like so, I'm so intrigued and then yeah, he walks not- out and he's like enough and you're like okay like this fucker's <laughs> breaking kayfabe that means enough is enough like fucking let's get it out of here andre but you know what it's funny nowadays if anybody did that you would hear like and then they never wrestled again but back then it's andre the fucking giant who was a draw anywhere so he's yeah. like what are you gonna sure. do with Noki? And Noki's like nothing. But I was mad oh, boy, for a minute, do. like, and that's about yeah. it. I guarantee you, I'm gonna, you that kick, I'm gonna last... kick you in yeah. your leg until you. Fall yeah, down I guarantee you, you that way. wasn't Andre's last trip to Japan. In I other words, know what
1: it is. Uh, probably, probably so. <laughs> no, I said so, it probably
2: wasn't uh, Andre. I know oh, for a fact would, Yeah. Oh, that's no, right. Fucking Andre was a huge draw. He'd been back.
1: He'd been back for sure. he, he was just drunk. I mean, Andre could have
2: taken his pants off and pissed or shit in the ring, and he'd be like, "I'm mad now." But you come back in a couple months, right? Like, you know, I mean, the really like that's it's Andre the giant back at this point. Money
1: like, money fixes everything, yeah. does it not? Nobody become? would be
2: able to get it. Like Big Show wouldn't be able to get away with that shit now because they'd be like, no, you're fucking fired. You can't come in the ring drunk or whatever. You can't do that. But back then, it's like Andre's just fucking, I'm going to take a shit in the ring. Oh, I'll, I'll be mad and disappointed if you do that, Andre. But I mean, you're still going to come back in six months or the next one, yeah. right? Of course, boss. Okay. Well, fucking shit away, my friend. Like, I mean, yeah. that's that's Andre. Just, just put some newspaper down. Yeah. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Put a newspaper on the bed. You want to come out of school? Come on, play. i Crackle. I'm ready to play.
1: <laughs> All right. So we I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll up here. I'm gonna move on to the next one. This is uh <clears throat> this is one that I think a lot of people have seen because this is coming um well and t- well past the attitude era. What was the what was the era you call it after, cause? Everybody talks about after
2: the attitude, ruthless aggression. Yeah, oh. that's it. That's, that's I thought you were going to say the into... shit, fuck, out of the era. Yeah, yeah You're fine. getting
1: there. You're getting there because we're we're oh. going to be on June twelfth, two thousand five. We're at one night stand. I'm sure Jess can already guess where we're going here. We're going into JBL versus Blue Meanie, which wasn't even really a match against the two of them, but we'll get into that. Um, and Blue Meanie, for those of you that don't know who Blue Meanie is, you probably weren't an ECW fan. That's okay. Not everybody was. Well, there was a good amount out there, but he made his name in ECW. You know, kind of the blue face. Paint, what are you the,
2: talking the, about, Dave? ECW what? was the greatest promotion ever.
1: Yeah, it was. I know. That's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. A chair. a lot of chairs say were involved. That, yeah. So a lot yeah, of people say
2: they've never watched it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did, You know, sold out 200 people on the bingo hall every other night. That's great. That's cool. It's a lot, Dave. I'm
2: glad. It shit. I'm glad yeah, it's
1: shit. cool, bro. It's cool. It's fucking sick. So sick. But you know what? You can't deny what they did. You can't deny the impact they had because of the ability of TV and marketing and everything else. I mean, Paul Heyman's a smart motherfucker. That's why he's still in the business, right? Yeah. Anyway, Blue Meanie made his name in ECW, but coming into WWE based on, I hate to say it, his look, his gimmick, his weight, he was nothing really less than a mid-card. That's kind of where he was, right? Um, That made no difference in Meanie's uh, outspokenness of, john brashaw layfield or bradshaw whatever you want to call him um he made it known to quite a bit of people that jbl was a bully behind the scenes through social media and other aspects um jbl just to give you guys an idea jess has talked about this in our archives uh jbl was even cold cocked by announcer joey styles yeah you, you heard that right for bullying him joey got sick of his shit and just punched him right in the nose and jbl didn't even respond because he's a He's a pussy and a bully, really. You know, it's kind of how we see it. And I know most of us don't like JBL. Like, we don't think he's a good person in real life. Um, So, I mean, because people have even quit the WWE because of JBL's bullying. So, uh, you know, back to those comments, though. JBL responds. How how did he respond, Jess? What was he being? He was being a bit of a bully. uh,
2: Yeah, this was 2005, the one-night stand. This was the revival of ECW. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Decided to bring it back. Well mm-hmm. no actually they hadn't decided it yet. They decided to bring it back after 1 Night well, Stand of 2006. This is but, what this
1: is what confirmed yeah. they wanted to. Yeah, sorry. Yeah,
2: in 05 like this was such a huge success and this pay-per-view got a big buy rate. And so Vince didn't think that ECW had a big following, but people yearned for it because they they liked that. They liked the thought of it. And I know I like to make fun of ECW a little bit here and there, but like the, because Paul Heyman is really good at what he does and he's very creative he made this promotion that had no right to be as, as as relevant as it got he made it very relevant and he actually kind of sort of inserted himself a little bit in the middle of monday in the middle of monday night wars so much in fact that both promotions were stealing his talent at one point which did kind of help him put him out of business, but at the same time, like Paul Heyman, I think he was just a bad business manager at that point. But anyway, so they revive it in 2005 and have this pay per view called ECW One Night Stand, and obviously WWE owned the rights. But Vince was committed to being like Paul. You take it. You book the show. We're gonna put it back in the Hammerstein Ballroom, and we're gonna do all this stuff. It's gonna be. It was Hammerstein, right? They went back to like at the I or the Manhattan Hammerstein. Hammerstein, okay. So they go back there or whatever, and uh, people are gonna be like, "You f- see, you don't even fucking know ECW, no, bitch." And I'll be like, mm, "You're right, I fucking don't. I don't care." Um, so. <laughs> They go back and they do just, you know, they bring back whatever fucking ECW star can walk. And they brought Lance Storm back and they brought Jericho back. And even though Jericho was active in WWE, but like they brought everybody back to do it. It was a great show. If you have the chance, go back on amazing. the network or however you can get it and watch ECW's One Night Stand 2005. It's a very fucking good show. Even if you don't like ECW, watch it. It's a very good show. It, it was done show. really well. Yeah, it's it's fantastic and it's probably ECW's best show ironically like in their whole history even before they were bought by WWE it was that good it was really good yeah and so um uh so yeah so basically what the little side thing that they had was they wanted a little bit of WWE presence so they had raw and smackdown up in the balcony seats watching the show. So every now and then when they cut back up there and you would see like JBL being a fucking piece of shit and like mocking them or whatever and all that stuff. And that's where the famous line came from when Paul Heyman came out in the middle of the show and thanked the fans or whatever. And he hit JBL with the shoot line. He's like, you want to shoot partner? You know, the only reason why you were SmackDown champion for, you know, a record year or whatever is because Triple H didn't want to work. Was it Tuesdays or Thursdays? Tuesdays. Or whatever Smackdown like? I ruined the line. But I mean, yeah. like basically saying like basically saying Triple H, you know, was pretty much at that point point still he was married to Stephanie at that point and he had a lot of power backstage so basically they were saying that because Triple H didn't want to float between both shows or whatever or be on Smackdown that's the only reason why JBL was champion might be true because that's how much I hate JBL Um, so so uh So that's basically what he said and JBL, you know, the whole time they would just during the pay-per-view, they keep cutting up to the balconies where these raw guys were and Bischoff and then SmackDown on the other side or whatever with JBL and a couple other people and Kurt Angle and all that. So uh, at the end of the show, um, Austin comes out and basically what it was is like they had a fight between the ECW guys in the center of the ring and the Raw and SmackDown guys. So they were all in the ring and they started fighting and Austin's music hit. And for those of you who don't know... Austin spent a short time in ECW, but his time was super relevant there because he kind of learned how to cut promos and kind of be like – After WCW fired him, he kind of found his voice and kind of what he wanted to be. So before he went to WWF as a ringmaster, he was learning to cut kind of rough promos in ECW and kind of find his voice or whatever. So Austin actually has a legacy there where where most ECW fans will shit on anything WWF or WWE. They embraced Austin when he came out because they were like, he came here like he was here for a while, like a short while, but he was here and it was a big deal. And Austin's always spoke fondly about his time with ECW because Paul Heyman treated him so well. And he's like, dude, I'm fucking here. just here's the mic. Go just yeah. fucking. I know you're talented. I worked yeah. with you in the Dangerous Alliance in WCW. So fucking go. Like, yes, just yeah. do your I know you're good. Go, go. And he gave Austin that chance of maybe if Austin didn't get that opportunity, he would never have been who he was. So, or had the confidence to be who he was and cut the 316 promo king of the ring. So anyway, that's, that's the scenario. So basically there was like a big brawl in the ring with a bunch of fucking people in the ring, right? All of a sudden you see like blue meanie in there and he's got blood all over his face. I mean, all over. Yeah. And then you kind of hear later in the internet that basically JBL fucking cheap shot at him and punched him in the face and broke his nose or face or cut him or something like that. Is remember, right, Dave? Yeah. Was it? No. Uh, yeah. So basically no. JBL is a piece of shit because what, when blue mini tells the story, he tells a story. And when I'm in there, I knew JBL was there and any altercation I'd ever have a JBL before. He was totally fine with me. I would say hi to him. He would say hi to me back. He never gave any inkling, like any inkling that he was harboring any kind of ill will towards things I said about him. I was just speaking the truth from my, my viewing of him and the way he acted. So JBL didn't say anything. But then when he said in the ring, he said JBL punched him for real. And then uh and then he realized, oh fuck, like I'm hurt. Like JBL punched me really hard. And then he said that JBL said, Yeah, I heard all the shit that you talked about me on the internet. What are you saying now? And so like I, I don't know why Blue Mini would make that up, right? So I sure. believe that JBL said that because he's a I'm he's sure he a did. uh God, he's what the a bully. fuck am I thinking? Of? Oh, he's a pile of shit. So, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I forgot for a second what I wanted to call him. And so, I mean, like, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, look, I believe Blue Mini in that case. JBL is a, a fucking bully and was a bully. And I know he's trying to, like, you know, get into heaven now and he's fucking trying to come back Jesus. and, you know, but he's like this fucking, like, you know, this politician that goes out and he's like, hey, look at cameras. I'm helping a young guy or I'm helping a kid or I'm I'm holding an old woman's hand and helping her across the street. That's fucking what JBL does whenever he comes on WWE TV now or when you hear shit about him helping someone in the back. It's because, oh, look, cameras. Hi, young talent. Listen. Listen. You need to learn your basics. You need to play the game right. You know, he's fucking he's a dumb fuck. Like, so do trying care to get you. in the Hall of Fame, bro. Yeah, fuck JBL. Fuck him. Like, I don't even give a shit. He's a bully. There's been enough people that have come out in their books or in shoot interviews or whatever that have said, yeah, he's a piece of shit. And he's one of those fucking disgraceful pieces of shit where when you call them out on their stuff, they're like, what? I don't know why you would say that about me. Didn't you just see me help that young person or that this person or whatever, that kind of piece of shit that like just does stuff on purpose he'll do something good so people will see him and then when someone accuses him of being who he really is they're like no ask this person over here didn't you see me just help that old woman across the street well yeah I mean I did see you help that exactly yep yep they said right so I help old women across the street I'm a good guy that's what fucking kind of a cock sucking JBL is sorry I'm getting <laughs> pissed off that's what he is he is and you, you probably know people about that in your personal life anyone who's listening sure. here there are fucking people who like to fucking pull the wool over your eyes or abusive people they'll Like to fucking bully the shit out of you and get you to that limit. And then when you're like, you know what? Fuck you. Just fuck off. They're like, whoa, whoa. Why are you getting all mad? Why are you getting all crazy? Look at how crazy he's getting right now. No, you know what? Fuck you, JBL. You fucking asshole. Like, that's all he ever did. I guarantee you. And that's all he's ever been. He's never been a good wrestler. He's a piece of shit. And he took a cheap shot on the blue meanie in this clip that we're talking about and you know if anybody looks at the blue meanie and i'm not trying to be a dickhole but like look at his physique okay jbl's yeah. fucking what 6 foot 6 yeah. 300 pounds 300 pounds, pounds cuz he, he's fat and out of shape not a, not an in shape 300 pounds no. and blue Mini's this short guy pasty white big fucking beer belly hanging out he would wear like <laughs> a little he wear a belly shirt you know that was part of his gimmick in the, yeah. in the blue world yeah, order V-E-W-O. and all that stuff yeah yeah so he accentuated it or whatever he wears cut off jean shorts and the blue he looks guy ter- yeah, he looks terrible, mm-hmm. but like it was this whole gimmick yeah, or whatever. Belly like, belly <laughs> good for you, JBL. You heard? <laughs> a, 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 no offense against Blue Meanie, but a, but a chubby guy that's out of shape and, and pasty or whatever fuck. that didn't even achieve the fame that you achieved because mainly because you were in a big fucking machine and he wasn't. And so that's H why you don't want to work anymore. Tuesdays. Yeah, so good for you that you fucking punched him in the face and then you said to him, heard what you said on the internet. Good for you, JBL, you motherfucker. How about you take the high road? You've been working for a bigger company for all these years. How about you just fucking let bygones be bygones, but instead you punch him in the face, you fucking cut him open, you asshole. Good for you. And now it's a story well, that everybody uh, can hear. You know what, though? Is there's it any adds, consolation
1: it, on that, Jess, not to yeah. touch you too far, but if there's any consolation on that, You know, that it looks like there was a little bit of payback there. Many, many people yes. were apparently pretty pissed off. Most even speculate, Vince uh, was pretty pissed. He actually was involved in reestablishing the Blue World Order. Not directly, but I mean creatively. Um, you know, he had to green light that shit. So, you know, he was involved to rib JBL at first. And then you get Stevie Richards involved in payback. Yes. And he actually hit JBL with chair one of the shot. nastiest B- chair shots I've ever seen. And you know it was payback. And he just had to take it like a man. Like, just, just give it to me, bro. He knew. And he, knew it was, he knew it, but it was payback.
2: personal note from all of us just to you since you want to shoot cowboy the only
0: reason you were wwe champion for a year
2: is because triple h didn't want to work tuesday it's it's i I have two i have two little brothers right And so, uh, you know, I would bully my middle brother a lot and, uh, Mm -hmm. and I would punch him in the face. Right. And then when he would start crying, mommy, 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 I'd be like, no, 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 no. Hit me back. Hit me back. It doesn't make it right, right? That's all it was. Is he got fucking caught being a stupid cocksucker, and then bully Vince McMahon, who fucking encouraged that shit? I don't care what anybody says; he did. Yeah, and you went uh, too you far. Know, yeah, you gotta fucking take a chair shot, buddy. Just fucking take it back, and then it's gonna be on film, and then every you can say, yeah, but JBL got a receipt, didn't he? No, that was all contrived. JBL on his fucking own punched the fuck out of Blue Meanie because he's a cocksucker and he did what it dude. for real. And he took advantage of a guy who's smaller than him and even if he wasn't smaller than him didn't see it coming because wrestling's fake. So like, you know, punched him for real. It doesn't yeah. matter what kind of receipt. And yes, the chair shot was fucking brutal for sure. But at the same time like that doesn't make it right. That's and how Stevie, does, and Band, Stevie
1: doesn't do that without being told.
2: Yeah. And that's how Vincent Van thinks. And you guys, hey, let me talk to you Blue Meanie and Stevie. You're going to get him back, right? <laughs> You're going to get him. Yeah. To the the no, fuck you, Vince. Like, you know, how about punishing him and not putting him on TV anymore? Because he didn't draw you yeah, money. So why the him, fuck yeah. would you keep JBL on TV? He didn't draw you money. Honestly, he didn't. I don't give a shit what anybody says. JBL never drew a fucking no. dime. Like, so, and his whole fucking claim to fame is the feud with Eddie Guerrero, which Eddie Guerrero was generous and allowed him to do that. And, you know, like, because Eddie Guerrero at any time could have been like, I don't like you making fun of Mexicans. I don't like you doing that. And Guerrero would have been right. And, but at the same time, like, he let him fucking have this cheap heat uh, you know, any bad guy can get on a fucking TV and be like, Mexican should mow my lawn, Mexican should dance Like, I'm sure that how fucking easy is that? That's no talent, but that's JBL, ladies and gentlemen. And Vince loved it. Like, oh, it's great. And he didn't move the needle at all and didn't increase ratings and didn't fucking draw a dime. And there you go. That's legacy of JBL in a fucking nutshell. So this fucking asshole who's fucking on like on Lucky Street, right? It's just lucky that he even had that opportunity. How fucking amazing is that? who could say there's not a lot of people that could say they were given the opportunity that J.B. was what does this fuck do on ECW show on a brand that he happens to personally hate because he's a piece of shit he fucking punches Blue Meaning in the face because of something he heard on the internet or something he said go fuck yourself you fucker you fucking cowboy hat wearing motherfucker. Good for you. And then he gets something good. And he's actually probably smart with numbers. And people say that he's really smart financially. And then he fucking does the Hail Hitler thing in fucking Germany. Yeah, he and he do? gets fucking, he gets his show taken away. Good. Go fuck yourself. And I'm sure you're rich. And you don't give a fuck about me, JBL. But I don't give a fuck about you. I wish your history, your title reign would fucking be taken off the record because you don't mean anything. You don't mean shit. You didn't draw a dime. And I know that's the fucking worst thing you could say about a pro wrestler. You didn't draw a dime because you suck. You were a bully and you you catered to another bully, Vince McMahon, and you made friends with the right people, The Undertaker, in the back. Because you're not dumb. No one's saying you're dumb. You're a bully. There are two different things. Bullies are fucking pieces of but shit. Nobody, because, but nobody, cared, bullies, about nobody bullies bullies cared about them. bullies know you, bro. what they're doing. Bullies know what they're doing. That makes them even worse. That makes them yeah. even the, more dangerous. And, the worst yeah. thing
1: you can tell a wrestler is no one cared about you, bro. Good or bad? Nobody yeah. hated you. You didn't, nobody dime, you. I mean, you, didn't, you didn't draw a dime. <laughs> you people care about Virgil. You didn't draw a dime. Well, yeah, I he, care about he, no. Yeah,
0: that's that,
2: totally that's, different. If people
1: what cared happened? about Virgil, because he wouldn't be selling autographs for five bucks a pop. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. let's, let's no, I'm do saying really what I'm that. trying to say is they care more about him than JBL.
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're right. me totally right. That's that's not nice. Statement of the century. So,
1: moving moving on moving on. I'm sorry, because I did not even
2: get to talk on that. I fucking I'm a dick. I'll admit right there. I fucking I JBled this segment.
1: I mean, because, I mean, is there anything you want to add on that? I mean, it's it's pretty detailed. And it's pretty, I think it's pretty much right. I don't think anybody argues with
2: what JBL is and what he did. And Bruce Pritchard would. They're best friends. You, nah, don't, know don't, the, know. you don't know the man. You no, don't know the guy. Oh, shit. fuck you. Fuck he doesn't you. Account. Yeah, I
0: actually watched that pay-per-view at your house, Jess, uh, when you lived over on the grand side of Elsinore. <laughs> I saw it oh, over there. Yeah, we watched it over there.
2: We did? Yep. Fuck, I don't even remember anymore. I'm so old and yeah. drunk.
0: Yeah, watched it came over to your house. you like, we get each. You did one night stand. yeah. Oh, I was, like, it was, fuck yeah,
1: it was 14 w years eight ago, eight
0: man. Yeah, it was a long time ago.
2: Yeah. Well, there you go. But okay. yeah, I, I remember um, seeing that go.
0: shit. I remember seeing that shit. That shit was yeah. crazy. And he's a piece of shit. JBL is a piece of shit for doing that.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for
1: that. Very, very, very impactful. Okay. Perry Saturn versus Mike Bell. More impactful than match. fucking
0: AEW pre show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, uh, Perry I Saturn, digress. Mike
1: Bell. Dark match, Jack Metal, 2001. Perry Saturn, <clears throat> very well known within the wrestling community at this time. He's competing in ECW, WCW, and finally, he starts to cut his teeth with the WWF. That's what it was at this point. Looking for this, Perry? Huh? The stupid mop? The same stupid mop we carried around for weeks? You know what? You have given this stupid mop more attention than you've given
2: to me. The mop's stupid and you're stupid. You know what? Make a decision. The mop or me, Perry? Which one?
1: You're welcome. Mike Bell is not really known at all and will probably be the most famous due to this incident, unfortunately, because it is unfortunate because Mike Bell could really work in there. Um, They lock up in a dark match. Uh, Bell had an issue um, with a, with what looked to be a snapmare takedown uh, and Saturn thought he was getting, could have gotten hurt and he was just not happy about it. Very, very pissed off. And that's where you see Saturn lose all professionalism for about three minutes. It was a long time and it, it feels longer than it is. Um, and that's, and that's a lot of time for someone's of his size and ability to try to hurt you that, that's a long time uh, Saturn actually throws Bell out of the ring and Mike Bell takes this really horrible fall on his head and neck I mean honestly it, I thought I thought he, he could have died it looked like he could have broke his neck the way he fell it was super dangerous and then Saturn doesn't even care he continues to go after uh, Mike Bell he throws him into the still steps like really hard like really bad. Um, you know, it, it gets to the point where Saturn is in the corner with Mike Bell and he's stretching him to where uh, Terry Reynolds comes in. If People who don't know who Terry Reynolds is, that was a gold dust wife at the time or Marlena. You know. Yeah, Marlena. Right. Um, and she tries to stop him like in kayfabe. Like she comes and kind of caresses his neck and head. And But you can tell she's like, dude, fucking what are you doing? You can see that there's a little bit of an issue in her eyes. And that's where he finally seems to calm it down. I really believe. I don't know where it would have gone if Terry hadn't like approached him. I don't know if you see that, Jess, and when you watch this, I don't know if he would have kept going. But thankfully, nobody was really hurt, and it was a really good thing that they were not. Um, um, <laughs> but obviously, people saw that Saturn lost his
2: shit and got punished for it. And I'm gonna be. Was- I'm gonna be fair on both sides. I believe that. Do you believe Bell botched it? Yes. When you watch it, when you watch it happen, I understood why it happened, but the extreme that Saturn took it is not okay. You know, you have the the side of JBL being a big bully and taking advantage of someone like in here, when you're in the ring, especially in a match, you both, you need to trust each other and you both need to take care of each other. And that was not right for him to do. It was not Perry. Saturn was very talented and uh, he really was. was. And. Uh, both promotions, WCW and, uh, well, ECW, obviously, because that's where he started. Yes. But, I that's mean, uh, WCW, WCW as the Eliminators, which I love the Eliminators. Yeah, Eliminators are um, oh, fucking great. But, um, but WCW and WWE saw the talent. The problem is, is that I don't... Perry Saturn, I think he had substance abuse problems and stuff like that, and he just couldn't get, he couldn't get his real voice out there. No character ever worked. But, technically, Perry Saturn was a very good wrestler and very talented. Mm-hmm. That does not does not make it okay to take advantage of a guy. If you, if someone fucks up a move or whatever, and you give them one receipt, like a hard chop or something like that, or you do like an actual wrestling takedown and rub their face in the mat to show them like, Hey fucker, like learn your shit, you know, or, or, you know, treat me better. That's fine. But this is pretty brutal in the wrestling sense. Like he kind of kept working, but at the same time, you knew every shot was hard. And like, yeah, when, like Dave said, when he threw him outside, The guy uh, did not know that Saturn was going to throw him outside like that. So he landed on his fucking head. And so for Saturn to run outside and grab him and not even check on him and think, oh, fuck, man, I threw him outside. That was his receipt getting thrown outside. I'm not saying that's okay because I don't think Saturn knew to it fall on his head like that. But it should have ended there. Saturn should have saw that fall and been like, you know, are you okay? Like, but he didn't. He went outside and picked him up and fuck him. Mean, he could have had a broken neck, anything. Concussion. Picked him up, threw him back in there. Fuck, I mean, he was hitting him hard. Fucking doing crazy moves like Dave said, stretching him. He was pissed off. Like, so something Bell did. Bell was his name, right? Yeah. yeah, Mike bell. He rung his bell, huh? Um, so like Bell was just uh like... He did something that pissed Saturn off. It was off. the hip I mean, toss. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. He dropped it, was him on toss. His head. it was just you could tell the flow of Bell was not good. And Saturn was trying to sell for him. And he was trying to feed Bell. And Bell was supposed to get a little bit of offense, you could tell. But I think he just Bell did it unsafe and didn't really think about things before he did. I mean, he was a fucking green guy probably, right? Or even yeah. if he was an indie wrestler, you're on TV for the first time. Even if it is jacked, like you're just fucking you're on WWF oh television, God. right? Like, so it's like, so I don't know, man, like. Saturn didn't you know, it's I'm not justifying it. You know, I rip on JBL because he was a bully backstage has been. But there's never been an issue of Saturn being a dick backstage. Most people say that Saturn's a pretty nice guy and he's pretty approachable or whatever. But something that Bell did, uh, I don't know if it stemmed from before well, the match. their talks before he or just like, you know, he Bell was doing shit unsafe, basic <laughs> stuff that you should know in wrestling school. And Saturn just lost his shit. I don't know. I don't he know. had
0: an interview after uh, like, I think after because, you know, how he. Who Saturn came home? Yeah, you know how he became homeless and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, when he resurfaced, you know, came back in battled addiction and all that. Um, he said in an interview, like, they showed him the match. He's like, I don't even remember the match because when he dropped me on my head from the hip toss, everything kind of just went blank. Oh, that makes sense. So, I mean, you know, that's that's his word. That's what he said because they were showing him the match and he's like, I don't even so remember the match. So, basically,
2: Saturn got his bell rung and just fucking yeah. went nuts. So he just saw red. Basically,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, but either way, man, both, I mean, the Saturn bump, from the hip toss and the obviously Mike bell God, both were brutal fucking drops on the head.
2: Yeah. yeah this crazy. crazy. So that makes yeah. sense. Like bell just did a sloppy move and dropped Saturn on his head. And a lot of yeah. people like you hear, it's the truth. When someone gets dropped on their head, their first reaction is to get aggressive. It's that's kind of the first sign of a concussion, really like if people. So cause you're confused, you're yeah. aggressive. So you're just fucking. And, and to be fair to
0: the first hip toss, like he almost botched them already there. And then it was the second, like it was the more of an arm drag that he fucking just jammed him on his head. So it was like it was two moves in a row where he botched it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, I mean that yeah, could—it's uh, very possible.
1: It was like a snap, like a snapmare takedowns. Yeah. Of like was-
0: yeah. Almost in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is it, Yeah, it's and, and there's
2: something funny about this. It's pretty uncomfortable to watch. You know, like when yeah. you watch it, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you just think Saturn's pissed. Like, and you're, it's serious. You're just like, oh, this yeah. guy's really, Saturn's really beating the shit out of him. Like, he's really, really, off. And he like, was, doctor, yeah.
1: yeah. Boy, Saturn, Boom that,
2: like, the, sure the, Here it sure goes. Wow. You don't want to make a Harry Saturn took one maneuver from Mike Bell, and that was all it took to set him off. Harry comes out, Tom, with a lovely woman on his arm, and Terry in a, oh my goodness, in a wild hat and even wilder
0: come.
1: And Mike Bell just took it though, bro. And, and unfortunately, you never really hear from Mike Bell again. Uh, Saturn was was forced into a little bit of punishment, where he was forced to actually date a mop on TV segments,
0: which he kind of got over.
2: He
1: got he it kinda over. Got, he kind of got it over, and uh, really after that, Saturn kind of. But he kind of dwindled after that. I don't. I don't think. Um, I,
2: I think he it's unfortunate. To like out. I, you know, it's substance abuse problems. I think he had, and on top of that, like he just struggled. They never really found his personality. Like he was best as the eliminators because Heyman was really good at like disguising your weaknesses and accentuating your positives. And yeah. uh, the eliminators were really good, and you know, technically, and they were just killers. You know. But um, yeah, when he went on the WWE stage, you got to have a big personality, mm-hmm. and they just they tried. WCW tried too. and you know that's not saying much. But I mean, like, but WWE really tried, and or WWF at the time, and sure. uh, unfortunately, even when he came over as the radicals, so you'd think that'd be the biggest push. Yeah, and and Vince liked Saturn. Saturn was one of the guys that Vince liked. It was yeah, Saturn. It was Saturn and Guerrero that Vince looked at. So many people think that Vince don't like small people, but one of the people that Vince liked, he's like, I like that Guerrero. He's good. And like mm. he knew even more all the hype that Benoit got coming in and all that stuff and Malenko's they weren't wrestling sold machine. Benoit. Yeah, they weren't sold on Benoit, but but they even Bruce said that Vince's early things is like I like Saturn and I like Guerrero. Guerrero's good, and like he knew it. I and mean, Saturn was really that good as well. Like yeah, Saturn was amazing. The personality yeah, was, couldn't was come worthy across. of the
1: envelope. Yeah, the per, so. the
2: personality couldn't come across. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Well, we're gonna talk about. Someone who had personality and uh, ability right now, we saved the best for last, in my opinion. We got a lot. There's a lot of documentation on this because it's actually during um, not only a SmackDown taping, but a Tough Enough taping as well. We're going to talk about yes. Daniel Peter versus Kurt Angle. This is interesting um, for something that you don't you see very little of on TV. If you you'd be silly if you had caught it, you'd be almost too much of a mark. It gained a lot of storyline and, and uh, question, you know, credibility and you know, questionalism of why they're doing what they're doing later on. This is the kind of stuff where I really think Jess believes they made a ton of mistakes as well. Uh, we can go on and on about you know what they did as far as the Machine WWF. At the time, or maybe WWE at this point, you know the the decisions they make here. You can see they really. God, what were you? What, why why did this even happen? Uh, first of all, so let's get into it. November twelfth, two thousand four. Uh, it's one of the more interesting moments of wrestling getting real. Unfortunately for Daniel Peter, it's his most probably infamous moment. We wouldn't even know Peter to this point. Uh, you know, you'd really have to look him up. It'd be a jeopardy question at best without this moment. Um, and if you don't know Kurt Angle, I really don't know why you're listening to this podcast right now, because we're all pretty much,
2: I don't know anymore. why you're, I don't know why you're breathing.
1: Yeah. It's ridiculous. Right. So there was an episode of tough enough being filmed that Peter was a part of, um, just can you tell, before we get into, um, the actual SmackDown thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring us back in. Can you tell us, tell the story about what tough enough is in a nutshell?
2: Tough Enough was a show on MTV, and it was just basically the search to find the next wrestling star. And if you want Tough Enough, you got a X amount of dollars on your contract, and you got put on the main roster, which is a huge mistake. But anyway, subject for another podcast. Sure, Maven sure. won the first one. Nidia won the first one. Uh, the first yeah, one. Nadia. She's Nydia, a, yeah, yeah, Nadia was the first female winner. Uh, Maven was the first male winner. And they both went nowhere. Um, so, so, but it was a show on MTV when wrestling was super popular in the Monday Night War era. WWE got a TV show on MTV called Tough Enough, and it was basically the search for the next WWF stars. They had auditions and it was a reality show, right? A scripted reality show. So um uh so after that kind of when WCW got bought out by WWE, you know, wrestling naturally kind of dipped in popularity because like there was no competition. So WWF was the only show. So they still wanted to keep Tough Enough going. So instead of having its own show, they pretty much had segments. If correct me if I'm wrong, but they just had segments on like SmackDown where they would like highlight these people. Maybe they were still on the show on MTV. I don't remember. Um, and they yeah, but, they
1: moved it back and forth. They went to several channels. Yeah, but yeah, of, I can't remember how. Raw,
2: yeah, at this yeah. at this point, yeah, it was like it was on SmackDown, and they would come out every week on SmackDown, and they would do stupid fucking challenges like run around the ring or whatever. Who could do it yeah. faster? Whatever. I don't know what you know. And,
1: and that's and that's where we are here, right, Jess? So basically, yeah. That being said. Another tough enough competitor, his name's is Chris uh, Naraki, uh, won a shoot match against Angle on SmackDown that afternoon before taping. Uh, and to give you an idea of what happened, apparently they had to eat all this pasta. They had to do all these running, lift all these weights, blah, blah, blah. Um, basically, they were trying to get the person as blown up as possible. So they when they go out to do... A fucking shoot match. Yeah, on TV. throughout the show,
2: throughout the show, right? Or I thought it was yeah. throughout the show they had to do all these yeah, challenges. Exactly. So, yeah. so basically, you know,
1: they're doing all stuff, and because the, the, this per- this particular person, Narwaki, uh, he did all that the best in their mind. He wins the shoot match. against Angle on SmackDown uh, that afternoon. So, Angle easily handles him. Uh, he breaks his ribs in the process.
2: Boy, wait, wait, so time, time, time. The I mean, Angle Wait, hang on, hang on. Yeah. So this is before the cameras went on. Want no no, no no
1: no the 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 um the actual competition to my understanding took Place before the actual smackdown taping um but this did make the tape what i'm saying is naraki gets in the ring with angle because he wins that contest you know for the
2: oh he you know, won the, the contest He i yeah, mean to, to get
1: to be the i heard it, i the heard like angle.
2: he beat angle like, I'm like no no no, 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 no sorry no okay. he
1: he actually he gets he gets the opportunity so, to be with yeah angle so basically angle, which, he wins
2: not the standing competition he wins all the shit yeah and then they get out live in the ring all the contestants and they pretty much yeah. tried on purpose to blow them up, so that way when Angle got in there, that the winner of this competition, which was this guy, uh, you yeah. know, you get to face Kurt Angle. You have to wrestle him, you know, basically. Yeah, and, and you so, have to
1: shoot wrestle him too. By you the have way. to
2: shoot wrestle him. So Angle, of course, whipped the shit out of him. Like right when he went out there, Angle and breaks a, his ribs. Just Angle a is a gold medal winner. He's a Greco-Roman wrestler. He's an actual Olympic wrestler that won a gold but medal just, for this country. Just to caveat that he's also hurt.
1: You well, hang on, hang on. Yeah, you're right.
2: You're right. But let's just like yeah. play it out. So this is this sure. is what we know Angle as, and even his character on WWE television or WF television time, um, yeah. he was Kurt Angle. and He was an Olympic gold medal winner. So he was a legit badass. That's what they. He won a him medal as. with a
1: broken freaking neck. Yeah, yeah,
2: legitly in real life, Kurt Angle won a gold medal for this country in freestyle wrestling. Is it freestyle? I think. And he he beat with he won the finals with a broken neck. Legitly, so he's a monster. And so, years later, he's in WWF, and now he's part of this segment that they do weekly segments with Tough Enough. This particular segment was they were going to do dumb challenges, and whoever wins gets to go in the ring with Kurt Angle and try to make a name for themselves, basically, is the way they painted it. So, of course, Angle beats the shit out of him easily, takes him down, holds him down on the mat, whatever. So... Yeah. Ang- that was it Angle was supposed to get out of the ring at that point yeah that was however the was Angle's a pro wrestler so he's all worked up so he gets the microphone and he pretty much does anybody else here have any balls to challenge me I'm paraphrasing so Daniel Pewter who was a legit MMA fighter when he went into mm-hmm. the competition had a unique look bleach blonde hair kind of like Tito Ortiz you know not very tall but good shape or whatever but he was a legit MMA fighter so of course way, he Jess, re- he's not blown up here he didn't do the rules that's right. why he lost the contest Right. He didn't. He on purpose, he didn't. Because I think I want to say on a shoot interview, he revealed that he heard that that was going to happen. So he purposely did not do that in case he got an opportunity to fight a wrestler in the ring, Kurt Angle or whoever they're going to use. So he had heard a rumor that you're going to be able to shoot on a superstar in the ring. So he's like, fuck that. I'm not blowing myself up. I'm going to fucking be good. So he kind of lost the pasta challenge on purpose and all that stuff and didn't run the stairs, didn't do whatever. Because what's going to happen? Nobody was going to be eliminated for not doing that. So he was like, I'm not going to do that. So he gets in the ring. Kurt Angle, of all people, is the one that's going to shoot on them. Kurt Angle gets on the mic. It's just everything lined up. And mm-hmm. challenge somebody else, which he was not supposed to do. Kurt Angle was not supposed to get on the mic. He was and be still like, to get out of there. Yeah. Does anybody else have the balls to face me or whatever? He was not supposed to do that. So, yeah. Pewter raised his hand. And yep. for the most part, the internet was a thing. So, most people knew that Daniel Pewter was an MMA star. And even on the show, tough enough, they profiled him as he studies in MMA. He's an MMA fighter. So, people were like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, Daniel Pewter raised his hand right away. So, people started cheering. So, Angle's uh, like, come on. So basically what happened, this is all impromptu and not supposed to happen. In real life, this was not scripted. So they engage. Angle takes him down. But Pewter, being an MMA fighter, you're trained to fight off your back, puts him in a Kimura, which is basically like. So imagine you're on your back and you have someone on top of you. Mm -hmm. I grab your arm. From the top, twist it around the back of your back. So I take your arm and twist it across your back. And with my other hand, I pull it. And that shit hurts. So basically, he was doing that to Angle and could have broke Angle's arm. Legitly. Yeah. So basically... Basically,
1: the the, the move was locked in, right? There was no way Angle was getting out of it. So Angle takes him down. Or or pewter releasing it.
2: Yeah. Angle takes him down... Kimura, you know, uh, Peter's on his back, Angle's on top, but he locks the Camorra in, so he could legitly hurt Angle really bad. The ref kind of notices that shit. This is bad, and gets down there and counts the pin when Daniel's Pewter's shoulders were not on even on the mat at all i don't even think they're on the mat for a one count to be honest no they were never on the mat yeah he was on his
1: back but he wasn't his his shoulders weren't tapped down yeah
2: yeah, he calls an audible he goes and he pins pewter quote-unquote pins pewter down there and then of course they get up angles pissed and he faces off and stares at him or whatever but they kind of declare angle the winner like he pinned him or whatever even though the whole competition was you have to take angle down but basically so what pewter thought was okay look I'm going to let him take me down. I'm going to fucking grab his arm. I'm going to make him tap on live TV and I'm going to get a, make a name for myself, which is actually the opposite of what you should do. If you really are, understand wrestling and want to be a pro wrestler, you should have if you have that opportunity, you sh- I don't know what you should have done. But you should have either tried to fight Angle like, you know, one-on-one and tra- take Angle down because Peter probably could have taken him down for a second, right? Like, he had the yeah. skills. Angle well, was
1: blown you- up and he wasn't He wasn't himself. Yeah, he wasn't and, 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 and
2: now we can bring that in, that Angle actually had a lot of injuries, you know, during his wrestling career. Yeah, he was and very at, much hurt right and in moment. 2005, he had major neck problems and knee problems, for sure. So, yeah. like, you know, I mean, Peter could have easily taken him down, probably, but Peter just thought in his head, I'm going to let him take me down, I'm going to lock him into Kimura I'm going to make him tap on live TV and make a name for myself,
1: which and Jess, if you, there's, there's even a shoot segment or not a shoot. segment, but there's an interview segment where angle said after the first match that where he has blown up, he couldn't feel his, he couldn't even feel his hands. He mm-hmm. was just pissed off. Like,
2: when angle put that, took that first guy down, yeah. angle jammed his hand and he already <laughs> has neck problems. So basically your blood flows and your nerve response is not good. So he jammed his hand, and his hand went numb. So basically yeah. when he went to fight pewter, Like he went down there and Peter locked the numb arm. So Angle couldn't really judge the pain. So Angle was trying to, you know, like still trying to wrestle him over, not realizing how dangerous that move was. If Angle felt that pressure, Angle probably would have tried something different or gotten a different position, but he didn't know. Like he just kind of felt, I'm not making an excuse for Angle. Angle, you know, shouldn't have been this charged. Should have listened to his direction, which is when you take the first guy down, do not challenge the rest of the people. And he did. And he happened to challenge someone.
1: You know, at the end of the day, and I I, I know this is a total Conrad Thompson response, but Angle should have never been put in that position. And neither should any of these guys. You're going to go and you're going to shoot on TV. Like, what did you expect? What did you expect Peter to do? Did you want him to lose face when you told him he was going to shoot on Angle if he got the chance? That's crazy. Like right, all these guys got put in a horrible position because, quite frankly, people on the back. Because right it was before fine.
2: before the competition happened, the pasta eating and all that other bullshit, they were told a few win. You're going to get a chance to fight Cred Angle In the so, shoe on him, not not just wrestling. Yeah, shoot Peter. Yeah. Peter kind of lost on purpose because he didn't really think like, oh, whatever. Like I'm, I, I'm not going to blow because he kind of sensed what they were doing, and it, I'm sure he's hearing people talk like, yeah, they're going to feed you pasta, they're going to do this shit, you know. And Peter's like, I don't want to do that. That's going to bloat me. It's going to slow me down. I see what they're doing. So Peter was just probably like, I- I'm going to lose this challenge. I'm not going to fucking try to embarrass myself or whatever. But then when Angle challenged people. Like, Peter's like, put his hand up, like, oh, here we fucking go. Like, this is my opening. So, this was, you said the stars
1: aligned. yeah, Yeah, the
2: stars aligned, and then like fucking went in there and angle, you know, just angle took him down, but Peter grabbed his arm. And you could tell Peter was doing that shit on purpose. And he grabbed his arm and he really wanted angle to tap. Now, again, if you understood pro wrestling and you really wanted to get in the sport, you would not have done that to angle. You would have tried something else or you had, you would have tried to make your character shine, right? You would have challenged angle or whatever and you'd lock up with them. And you know what? Again, you would try to take Angle down because I think Peter would have probably taken him down with Angle being hurt and supercharged and all pissed off or whatever Yeah, like he probably would have taken Angle down to be honest because he had the skills he was an MMA fighter but he knew groundwork so he would have done fine. Younger, too exactly and so I mean I think that he probably would have been done doing that thinking as a wrestler you should have done that thinking as a non-wrestler you lock someone in a fucking Kimura and try to hurt him on live TV so I don't side with Peter on that but it made for great television
0: He's got, he has got a background in
2: oh, fighting the cages yeah. of UFC and whatnot. know, with Kurt Angle. I'm gonna commit this a matter of time for Kurt Angle to push this coach over to the corner. Hey, and Kurt Angle backing Daniel Pewter into the corner. Pewter is the individual who was pushed in the locker room by the Big Show uh, last week. Pewter was, was trying to stay close to the, to the... He's got a key lock there,
1: Peter. trying to get a key lock
2: on Angle before he goes to the corner. Ooh, are down, and this one is over. The
1: moment that yeah. we're talking about great right sure now, Story. yeah, yeah, great stories after for sure. Yeah, fucking god, like yeah. And you know, you, what, it, 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 just correct me if I'm wrong. Did, did Peter win the Tough Enough?
2: You're wrong. What? No, he did not. He didn't win. Because
1: mm-hmm. that was when it was like for like a million. Dollars uh, wasn't Nor-
2: didn't Norinsky win it? I don't remember who won it, had, but Peter Peter did not win it. He didn't win it. Yeah. So I, I don't there, think there so, was, right? Because I, I thought he did win it. I thought he
0: won the contract, but it wasn't. Um, they promised it was a million dollar, and then it was actually lower, and he was getting paid slowly apparently. And he probably the downside guarantee. Yeah, because
2: I know I know he was in the Royal Rumble that year. Yeah, and that's when everybody took liberties on him. Fucking Guerrero, Benoit, like, oh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Hardcore Holly got in there made. and they fucking chopped the shit out, of him, beat the shit out of him.
1: They chopped him so bad he was beating Just he was bleeding just you know yeah. crazy from the chest. Um, yeah, so he he was punished by Benoit, Hardcore Holly. Yeah, he did Guerrero. win. By
0: the way, the he did win. The, he did win. Dinner. Yeah, he did.
2: Yeah, great research. So we did.
1: There there was payback in the realm that that Chris and Holly and Guerrero got. Well, and I think there he probably won partially because did, of that. He did win. He won once he
2: about. did the angle thing. I mean, people were enamored with him because he was an, an MMA star. But I think once he did that to angle, I think he pretty much was a shoo-in at that point. Since I found out he won right now, but like I think he was pretty much a shoo-in. People were gonna vote for him yeah oh yeah I think the so. embarrassed angle it was everywhere people everybody knew about Did you, have
0: you seen his uh, boxing match with the Miz at Armageddon no it's actually pretty fucking crazy they're both fucking going at it <laughs> like Miz actually knocks him down on his knee like it's a good Miz? slugfest <laughs> I love the Miz uh, which one are you talking about Uh, Pewter and uh, Miz they had a match at Armageddon 2004 a boxing match it was kind of when they were oh, doing really? like that almost trying to do the uh, what was it the boxing shit
1: I, I I feel, like, I feel like it's all punishment to Peter, bro, for what he did to Angle. Like, you're going to have that, and then you're going to be in the in the fucking Royal Rumble and get the shit chopped out
2: of you. it just shows what want. a dumb shit Vince was. You know, if you're going to have a fucking vehicle, like, tough enough, like, fucking make these guys learn the fucking basics and make a star. Yeah. you know? Instead, he's Take like, punish them,
0: beat them, punish them, damn. Fucking,
2: do you, do you yeah. wonder why the company's in the turmoil it's in right move. now, where they have to fucking... They have to hire Eric Bischoff back and shit. Like, yeah. god damn it! Yes.
1: No, that's right. and that's. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, that's after business. the Royal Rumble appearance in the contract, he was he was cut soon after that, um, never to be heard from on the WWE. Because circuit. you
2: know, if you're I mean, running a business and you're fucking having a competition where with, whoever wins a competition gets a contract, and you have to nurture them, you shit on them, right? Totally.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot it's of sense. Stupid, like I said, th- that was this one is the most interesting wrestling getting real for me that. That we've had Because it, It's It's a It's a shoot that was Booked They booked a shoot For crying out loud That's That's fucking ridiculous Number one And then because the guy Did his job and shot On someone who it didn't wasn't listen Even that
2: fucking Angle It really Angle and was not angle, an angle didn't listen Angle was a fucking person, idiot dude The like person
1: yeah. who Was in the ring with Angle Did listen And did his job And shot like he was told to And got in trouble for it It's yeah, fucking It's just right. It's insane The whole thing's insane You know a shoot that was this is
2: WWF folks after they bought WCW they got fucking nut bar.
1: got greedy as fuck that's what they did so well with that guys that is that's all four segments of wrestling getting real Uh pretty cool stuff we what don't you have any other real
2: segments Dave what are you talking about right now Hmm. that's it yeah, man. Andre Maeda. We're and never going to have a part three. This is done. We're done here. No part three. What are you saying right now? Oh, no, we can. Oh, we yeah, That's, a, oh, that's, that's part a really three. good question. Oh, okay. Why not? Yeah. We should actually no, do saying, uh, that's all four segments of this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Trying to, try to wrap this shit up. Whoa, God. I'm
2: just saying. Is there not going to be a part three? You were fucking. Part three. Up, what do
1: you think? Oh, well, let's, let's, let's ask it now. I, I would love a part three. What do you think, Jess? You want a part three?
2: Who, this me? This is fun.
1: Yeah, you want a part three?
2: That's weird. You would just ask me raw dog like that. But I mean, I guess if you're going to put me on the spot, <laughs> sure. I, it's not like I ever challenged you. I'm just saying yes. I want to part so, three. Well,
1: no, I agree. I think there's so much <laughs> to talk about with, with this. I, I And it is, it's my personal favorite. I, I like this stuff. And I, I think all three of us, it's in our top two, right? Uh, yeah, and there's so many things. What What are some of the things we can talk about before we wrap this up on the next? I uh, don't know, but out. I just
2: want to say that if you do anything wrong or out of order with whatever profession you work with or whatever, goddamn Antonio Noki's <laughs> gonna fucking run out and be like bullshit <laughs> and like fucking end it. So fucking the, to all you people, whatever Haven't profession you do, right <laughs> truck drivers, scientists, fucking NASA, whatever you do. Do not fuck around, because goddamn Antonio Noki, he's not above coming out in any company he promotes or owns and putting an end to your bullshit. So stop.
1: <laughs> stop it <laughs> right there now. There you go. As always, guys, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or do the easy thing, download WrestlePost. as an app at no charge to you, and join us along with other great podcasts of the day.
2: And on a website, www.oww.com. Antonio Nogi will come and fuck you up. dot <laughs> com slash if you don't fucking behave yourself. slash pe- Hulk Hogan's pe- the best wrestler gonna... ever. Fuck you! I'm gonna talk about Hulk Hogan. I'm <laughs> <see my dick. laughs> people
1: are gonna look for that website. I swear to God. Uh, look it it's a long um, website. Let me tell all you. six listeners. All right, guys. Signing off.
2: For Hulk Hogan.